Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast. Before we get into the episode, I just want to let you guys know that we have a couple events coming up. Tuesdays, our office happy hours on Instagram Live at 9 p.m. Eastern. Please join us there. It's great. Bring a cocktail, mocktail, whatever you want to bring to get into the mood of talking to your resident HR partner about anything that's on your mind. We spent so much time talking about things that weren't even HR related, but it was such a fun and warm environment. I could feel the vibes, even though it was just me on the video, but I hope that soon enough I will have some guests on the Instagram live too. So check it out there. And then the second event is that on Thursdays on Clubhouse, I am a co-moderator for a room talking about navigating workplaces and change in the new normal. So again, Take a look at my Instagram. All of the information is there. And that is Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you don't have Clubhouse, at the end of this episode, I give you some tips on how to get an invite. Let's get started. Thank you guys for joining me for another week of the podcast. It really means so much to me that you're coming back to listen every single week. And it seems like we have a lot of new listeners just based on some of the numbers that I'm seeing. So if you haven't yet, please rate, review, and subscribe. And welcome to the HR Tracy family. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, Clubhouse, LinkedIn, wherever you prefer to consume content. So let's get right into the episode. I have been more active on social media now more than ever, and I think it's because I have the HR Tracy Instagram and I'm on Clubhouse, and it's made me think of a few things. The first is authenticity, and I've talked about this before on other episodes, but I'm just getting kind of sick and tired of what I'm seeing. Can I can I have like a vent sesh right now? I'm on Clubhouse, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram. We already covered this. And I like them all for different reasons. I like Instagram because it's aesthetically pleasing. You've got videos, you have stories, you have live. I feel like it covers everything. And I actually feel like it's a lot more authentic, at least in the HR community, coaching, recruiting side of things, like on the career and entrepreneurship side of Instagram. I feel like it's really, really authentic and dare I say, wholesome. And I love that. Clubhouse is a game changer. I love that it's audio only. I love that the trolls have to come off of mute in order to troll. Like that probably sounds ridiculous, but keyboard warriors are the bane of my existence. Like I just don't get it. And so removing that element, I love it. I love it. And not only that, like not to just focus on the negative, the best part of Clubhouse is that you connect with people you probably never would have connected with otherwise. And I love the open forum of discussion and conversation, hard-hitting topics. I love it. And at first, I was a little skeptical. I was like, what is this going to do for me? But now, getting more involved and being more consistently engaged in the platform, I just love it. LinkedIn. Love-hate relationship with LinkedIn. 
It's amazing for networking, finding a job, asking for support, mentorship, etc. But I hate the inauthenticity. Do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say that? You're scrolling. I'm going to take you take you on a journey here. You're scrolling, looking at things. Maybe you're like brushing your teeth. I guess that's an honest admission that that's what I do. <laughs> I'm brushing my teeth while I'm scrolling through LinkedIn. Scrolling, scrolling, and you see this heartfelt one-liner. And then there's a space. And then it says, read more. And you click it. And it's like five inches of text broken up by one line each. And it's like, is this a real story? Sometimes I think it's just people looking for clout or looking for recognition. And so it feels so devoid of authenticity. Again, I think it's great for certain things, but I feel really strongly that authenticity is what develops loyalty and creates loyalty. So for you as a listener, it's important to me that you know I'm always going to be authentic. And it's important to me that you know that what I put out or what I speak about or who I speak to is coming from a place of authenticity and not just trying to garner some kind of attention. Um, Because really, I mean, I've said this before, I thought the podcast was only going to have five people tune in. And that's not true. So it's all the more important to me that I remain true to myself and what the purpose of this podcast is, which is really to bring humanity and the human back into human resources, back into the business, back into functions of the world that have been so human absent. And so thinking about that on LinkedIn, seeing posts that in my opinion, again, are not authentic or seem to have one goal, which is to gain followers. It's just kind of frustrating. I mean, yes, we put out content. I put out content in order to gain traction and to gain interest and engagement. But it's not because I want a certain number of followers. It's because I feel I have an important message And I want to get it out there. And I want people to listen. I want businesses to be more people-centric. That's what I want. And so if that means that I have to put out content on Clubhouse and Instagram and be engaging, then I'm going to do that. But I'm going to do it in a way that's authentic. And so I'm in a bit of a, or I'm at a crossroads, I guess I should say, with LinkedIn. I'm somewhat feeling like I don't really want to market on there anymore. But I don't have that option when I'm trying to grow a very specific following, which is people who are looking to have answers related to questions that are coming up in their experiences in their careers and for people who are in the same space as I am in HR in any industry. So there is a need for me to be on LinkedIn, to market on LinkedIn, but I just don't want to do it in the way that others are doing it. And so I'm thinking of ways that I can continue to be authentically myself while not following the lead of people who I feel are being potentially inauthentic. I get the reason why people want to go viral. You get people buying your products, listening to your podcast, buying your book, and that's fine, but I'm just not sure I'm bought into what LinkedIn is becoming. I feel like there's a more authentic way to go about it. 
On my Instagram stories a few weeks ago or a month ago, I posted that someone connected with me and sent a video um, greeting, basically. And he introduced himself through a video. It was raw. It was in the moment, off the cuff. And I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant way of capturing my attention, hearing what he was all about, and really being open to a conversation. And I replied back with a video. And now since being connected with him and seeing him on my feed, he posts a lot of videos. And there's something about seeing a video that's different than reading a long post about something heartfelt or something that we've learned. And I don't know if it's just that you can get the tone of voice, that you see the person's reactions. It's just better, in my opinion. I find that it's more authentic, it's easier to relate to, and it doesn't make me question whether it's a real story or not. It's just 100% more authentic. And this made me think about the way that we engage and build relationships at work in this new space. We have an opportunity when we are working remotely to be connected by video. And especially for those of you who are in new positions, I think this is really, really, really important. People don't know you if you're starting in a new job in the pandemic. People don't know what it is that you're passionate about necessarily. And the video gives you an opportunity to relay information that's different that's harder to relay when you're not on video. So I think about before the pandemic, how we used to have conference calls and we'd dial in to this long number. We'd have a conference code number. We would punch in the numbers. We would wait for everyone to join. Everyone would announce their names and then we'd start talking. And it just like wasn't a great way of connecting. And I remember back in March when we first closed the stores, we were still using these conference call numbers. And I said to everyone, like, we've got to ditch these numbers. We have to use like Microsoft Teams, which is the tool that we are using as our platform. And I remember getting a lot of pushback, like, oh, people don't know how to use Teams. They don't know how to use the the functionality. They, you know, they're so used to the um to the conference call numbers. And I was like, so what? we should connect over video. We're not seeing each other. We should connect over video and we should get everyone familiar with using that technology. And we did. And slowly people started joining by video. Initially, no one joined by video. We were all in sweats. We were, our hair was up, you know, no makeup, whatever. And even still we're that way, but in some, in some cases, but my point is that there was a hesitation to adapting to this new technology. And so what I've realized is that as we've hired new managers, hired new employees, as we've hired new, even interns, for example, they are starting in an environment that is 100% different than had they started a year ago. And bringing them on, onboarding them, helping them acclimate to this new environment has been really interesting. We've taken training virtual. We've taken all of our um, resources virtual for the most part. And I think it's actually allowed us to develop closer relationships when we're focused on actually doing that. So all of this is to say that I think there are better ways that we can express ourselves authentically, whether it's in the workplace or 
in our side hustles like this podcast, for example. And so if you are a new employee or if you're a content creator or you have a business of your own, I challenge you to think of ways to challenge, again, challenge the status quo. I know I've been saying this like on every single episode for the last few weeks, but if LinkedIn is your your place to go, that's great. But is there a way to, that you can be more authentic to capture an, an, a heightened engagement or a heightened level of engagement without negating your authenticity? Is there a way to onboard in a new company where you are adapting to a new environment, but you're also being authentically yourself and you are taking the bull by the horns and you're connecting with people and you're getting on the video. Those are all ways that I think challenging the status quo is really valuable. Coming back to this bubble of what feels like inauthenticity in the online space, Clubhouse has been an app, and I've talked about this, I know, on the last few episodes, where people can really have open format discussions. We can make mistakes. We can talk about it. I think it's devoid of that cancel culture-esque environment that we all navigate every single day in our written communication. I don't know about you. Anytime I put something in writing, I think like, is someone going to get mad at me? Is someone going to say that I've done something wrong, that I've offended them? I mean, I really always think about what is the perception that someone is going to have when I put out X, Y, or Z content. And of course, that in- that's inclusive of when I'm speaking on this podcast because it's recorded. It's out there. It's not going anywhere. And while I really try not to edit anything, there have been moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know that that's going to be received well, so let me do that over. That's just a natural response because of the career that I'm in. I, I try to be very, very cognizant of the audience and how my words will be perceived and my thoughts will be perceived. At the same time, I also share with all of you exactly what I'm thinking and and feeling. And even if I make an edit to what it is that I say on my podcast, I still say it. I just think about, do I need to say it differently? So what I've seen from Clubhouse is that it's really very much an unscripted, unedited version of our opinions. And I love that. I think it's what society needs. I think that we need to be able to have the conversation about anything I mean, I I said this on my Instagram live for the first office happy hours that there was one day where I was listening to a Holocaust survivor, the very first Holocaust survivor ever to be on Clubhouse. And that was an incredible room. And then I went to a room the next day that was about stocks that you should be on the lookout for. And I just love the variation in topics and um, interests. And I, I just can't highly recommend it enough. But I have been um, an audience member, I guess we can say, on some clubhouse rooms or in some clubhouse rooms that have really not been welcoming. I was in a room that was for HR people that I found or felt was really geared toward people listening to themselves, just wanting to hear themselves speak. And I got really frustrated and I did speak twice. I spoke twice and 
it was, I don't want to share what the topic was about because I really don't want to throw anyone under the bus. I'm, I just want to focus on the meat and potatoes, if you will, of how I felt leaving that room. But I did feel like unless you were part of the inner circle or unless you said something that complimented what someone else said before you, there wasn't enough room for you in the room. You didn't have a platform to speak. And I say that because actually there was someone else in the room that had a very similar experience to me. And we actually ended up connecting because she was a really interesting person with interesting things to say. So I followed her. She followed me back. We connected on Instagram. And we had a little bit of an exchange where I was kind of like glad to hear that it wasn't just me taking that away from the room because I I realize sometimes I can take things personally. We're all human. I, I, sure, I can take a direct message. Tell me anything you want directly, no emotion, we're good. But after I share something, depending on the response, sometimes I can feel really insecure about what I've just said. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to fret about it because I was authentically me. I was vulnerable. And this is where I felt that element of like, oh man, did I say something wrong? Did I say something to offend someone? But looking back on it, actually, in being able to follow more people and have more people follow me back, I was like, okay, actually, there were people in the room that benefited from something that I said. And that that matters. So anyway, going back to this point of the room with other HR people, I had shared a point based on the topic of the room that was contrasting to something that someone else said. I don't think they liked it. I just, I, they didn't like it. It's not even I think. They didn't like it. And uh, what happened from there is that someone jumped in. No one said like, hey, thanks for, you know, taking part in the conversation, like so glad to have you. They just jumped to the next person and the next person started talking about things that literally didn't make any sense. There was no connection to the topic. There was no, it was almost like they were just saying words to say words. And I realized that if you're not in the HR space, when you hear someone talking about HR, you hear someone talking about a topic that they are an expert in, you are trusting what they're saying. This kind of comes back to the last episode from a couple weeks ago where I talked about navigating mentors and public advice. If you don't look into what they're saying, it all sounds factual. It all sounds like it makes sense because they're using words that you've heard before and they're charismatic and all of the above. But when you're on the inside and you know what they're talking about, you can tell when it just doesn't make sense. So when they moved from me with no thanks, thanks for being here, great to have you, blah, 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 and they moved right into that person, that other person, and then that person was talking about things that literally made no sense, I was like, oh, they low-key hate me. Like, <laughs> they're done. And actually the transition was like, pretty aggressive. Like they, they said, I can't even remember, but they said something like, oh, you know, there's someone who I think has a perfect uh, response to this. And then they went into that person right after me. And I was like, mm, kind of feel a little shut down, but all right, we, it's fine. You know, it is what it is. 
So moved on from that, right? I'm still in the room. I'm listening. Great. And again, it was just like the other person talking to talk and saying things that didn't make sense. Was it related to the topic? Yes. Were there nuggets of information that I thought were really good? Yes. But then there was just a continuation that it felt like it was just a room to boost those people's platforms. And that's not the point. And those people do similar things on other platforms. And it just, it makes me feel like they're not in this for the reasons that help other people where they're being authentic and they're looking to support development. And like, if that's not their their mission, great, that's fine. But their mission, they say that their mission is to help and support people. So why are they only talking about their platform? Don't get it. So I'm sorry, I'm really digressing here. And again, I'm not looking to shoot down anybody. Like I'm just kind of expressing the frustration that I am feeling in some of these social media networking platforms because it's such a bubble. Like it's a bubble that we've got to burst. Like be yourself, be open. Like there's a wall there and you're keeping people out and you're not being vulnerable. So even though I was just shut down, like 10 minutes prior, 15 minutes prior, I decided to shoot my shot again. And I failed. I spoke. I was super brief, maybe 20 seconds. And I was talking about how every leader, every people manager has a responsibility to be HR leaders. That was the essence of my point, that it's not just HR that manages the people function, so to speak. It's everybody. To me, that's a really good point. Like that's what I really try to hone in on in so many of these episodes and with my own employees. And again, they shot me down. I completely failed. I completely failed. And maybe on the outside looking in, I didn't fail because I did get a few people who reach out, reached out to me on Clubhouse, like by following me, but also then on Instagram saying, Hey, like, you know, I really liked your points, whatever, which again, that's not why I was speaking. I really just wanted to engage in great discussion about this particular topic. Um, but then it gets worse. (laughs) They didn't say anything. They didn't say thank you. They, they just totally ignored me. And then they moved me from the stage to the audience. <laughs> Rejected. Rejected. In clubhouse terms, in order to speak, you have to raise your hand or you have to be invited to speak. And basically that brings you up on stage. If you are just listening and you don't have anything to say, you just want to listen, no problem. You stay in as the audience. But even still, once you go up to the stage, you can stay there so that you can engage in the discussion, which sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. In many rooms, I actually don't even join the stage. I just listen because I like to hear what other people have to say. And there are really smart, interesting people out there. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. I keep saying this. So they moved me to the audience and they moved two other people to the audience with with me. I'm sorry. I'm like recalling this and I'm just, I can't help but find it so amusing that there's such a 
power trip over this. That's that's the perception I have. It could be completely devoid of that. It's possible that that's not even what they were doing or what they were feeling. Nevertheless, myself and two others, we got kicked out. We got the boot, okay? We got the boot. And this is what I was referring to before, that there was this really interesting person um, who I had reached out to on Clubhouse. We both followed each other and then we connected on Instagram. And she and I were talking about how we were booted to the audience after we spoke and how abrupt and aggressive it was and how unwelcoming it was. And I was like, yeah, don't forget about so-and-so guy who was also booted. Like it was just the three of us. And I thought it was only me. She thought it was only her. Uh, And it was just so funny because that's not a way that you engage in thoughtful discussion. And they have these events that are recurring. And now I just kind of feel like, eh, I'm not going to go to them. Maybe I'll just create my own version that's more welcoming and more open. So there was a, there was a silver lining there that um, this, this woman and I were able to discuss outside of Clubhouse how it made us feel and what we'd want to do differently. And then it's so funny, later in the day, we ended up being on the same or in a same room uh, for women in business and entrepreneurship. And we were able to share the story. And the women in this room were like, that's crazy. Like, that is not cool, but it's all about finding the right room for you. So moving away from that long story that I just shared, the key here and the reason why I am taking this week's episode to talk about authenticity is because while I am so focused on destigmatizing HR, I am now so focused on the authentic self. There is nothing that destigmatizes HR more than authenticity and transparency. That is the kryptonite of HR people who are not authentic. And I've come to this realization after those weird clubhouse moments this week, but I'm glad that I got there. And I'm glad that I'm coming to the point where I don't care that those people have massive followings and they could help me get more engagement or more focus or whatever. I don't need them because I don't want to be like them. And so I am focusing my platform, my episodes for you guys, my content, whatever that means, on being authentic, remaining authentic, because I've always been myself, and bringing people on who want to be vulnerable and want to be authentic. So all of that is to say that I have some really exciting episodes coming up for you guys. Um, I'm going to have a few guests on in the next few weeks. And um, I'm just really looking forward to the future of this podcast. I mean, every single week I tell you this, I'm so grateful for all of your support and that you listen and that you subscribe. It's really given me the ability to be vulnerable, but also have space to talk about things that I'm probably not alone in feeling. Be authentic, be vulnerable, and don't feel like you need to be in someone's network just because they have a wide reach. You can create that for yourself. I'm going to listen back to this and I'm going to remind myself that not only am I speaking to you about that, but I'm also speaking to myself. So I'm just really excited to continue to meet people who have like-minded approaches with what this whole social media thing offers us. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week 
As a reminder, every Tuesday, I am doing an Instagram Live office happy hours. So the first one went really, really well. I'm still deciding on whether 9 p.m. Eastern is the right time. Um, I did do a poll in my stories. It looks like we're a bit 50-50, but I might rotate it. So for this week coming up, it's going to be 9 p.m. Eastern. Please make sure you join. Um, If you're listening to this episode way later than Tuesday, the second week in February, that's okay. Just take a look on my Instagram for the time that the Instagram Live is going to be. I also, on Thursdays, I co-moderate in Clubhouse, a room that is all about navigating the workplace in this new normal. So again, if you don't have Clubhouse yet, make sure you find someone with an invite. I don't have any invites right now, but reach out to me on Instagram. Sometimes I do get them randomly, and I'd love to be able to invite you and help you navigate a really wonderful new social media network. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Connect with me on Instagram at HRTracy, on Clubhouse as HRTracy. You can go to my Instagram and click the link tree in my bio, and that will connect you to every single place where you can find me. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another week, and I will see you next week.